0: Talk about when you do something all day at work, you're basically an expert at it and your clients pay you lots of money for it, yet it's the very thing that you struggle to do for yourself. Or maybe it's something that's closely related to what you do, like you're a skilled, organized accountant by day and at night or at home, you are an incredibly messy shoebox style record keeper who always does her taxes last minute or you're a financial advisor with tons of happy clients, but your own money is a mess and you hate talking about it and dealing with it. Honestly, I know a lot of accounting and finance professionals who excel at work and have a terrible relationship with their own personal finances or business finances. You probably know the story. You keep making more money. You keep getting advances at work, getting promotions, more responsibilities, more clients and yet you never seem to be able to get ahead, save, or pay off your debts. Instead, the gap between what you make, what you want, and what you have just gets bigger, both financially and emotionally. You wonder what's wrong with you, and you likely question your actual expertise and skills for your clients if you aren't doing it for yourself. In the past, I would have these kinds of conversations with friends before I learned about coaching, and the conversation would kind of stop there if we even had the conversation. And then we would just chalk it up to a typical case of like the carpenter with the old outdated kitchen or the busy chef who eats takeout at home. Likely, whoever was struggling and had shared that day probably went home and felt like crap and beat herself up, not only for not being better at this stuff for her own life or business, but also for sharing it with friends or even just acquaintances. And this issue is everywhere with most of us in one way or another. It's become a cultural norm for us modern Western socialized humans. We're taught to work hard for others, achieve, and find comfort and status through the things that we can buy or do with our money or time. And it's easy to do things for others because you're outside their drama zone. You're looking in. You can see their problems and you can find solutions easily because you aren't mired in the same place. But when you go to do it for yourself, you are mired in your own emotions and drama And you can't see that that's what's going on for you and you don't see your problems clearly and you certainly can't find your solutions. So here's why all this matters. When you are seeing yourself through this lens of personal incompetence and you're asking, what's wrong with me? You tend to hold yourself back in so many ways. You doubt yourself, your process, your ability, your potential. You don't volunteer for challenging opportunities that feel like a stretch. You don't talk about your accomplishments. You don't share your qualifications with confidence, if at all. You don't volunteer for projects that you're more than qualified for. And you don't apply for jobs that sound really amazing to you and likely pay way better than what you're doing now. All because you're worried that maybe you're not actually as good as you think you are and you will screw something up, do it imperfectly, and the world will be on to you. All of this is a form of perfectionism. I know, you're probably like, what? That annoying issue again? But I'm not a perfectionist. I just have high standards. Or maybe you think, I know I can't do it perfectly. I just want to get it right and not look stupid. And that is still perfectionism. That's why I think this conversation matters so much. If you can't put a label on something that you're doing or feeling, you don't allow that awareness to help you grow. So if anything I've described so far sounds familiar, just try on the idea that perfectionism could be plaguing you. And let's talk about what you can do about it, even if you don't want to call it perfectionism. The problem with perfectionism is that perfection is not attainable. It's not an actual circumstance that you can experience or a result that you can achieve. Unless maybe you take the time to actually define perfection like you might define success for yourself. If you are always working towards some vague version of perfect, you are going to feel inadequate and unaccomplished a lot of the time. You will feel stressed, pressured, and do a lot of counterproductive things. In fact, I think those counterproductive actions that we take when we feel stressed and pressured by our perfectionism is what misleads us into thinking that perfectionism isn't our issue. For example, let's say you're an accountant, you keep an impeccably detailed and precise budget, and yet consistently overspend and rarely save. You think you're terrible at budgeting for yourself, and you might feel embarrassed or ashamed because you're great at doing this work for your clients or your company. Maybe you feel frustrated because you just don't make enough money to cover your life. And the overspending is not because you didn't budget well. It's because you have competing thoughts running through your brain about what is enough, how should you spend your money, what's responsible, what's desirable, what's appropriate for someone like you, and so many other things happening in your brain. And it's easy to see that when you're talking to a client or working on your company or whatever you do, but it's not so easy to see it for yourself. What I find most interesting is that while you're in your head thinking that something is wrong with you and wondering if maybe you're inadequate to serve your clients because of it, all of your struggles to do the things for yourself actually make you even more qualified to help your clients because you understand them so well. And you can connect with them easier because you can see your own humanity and recognize theirs. But you can only do this when you let go of the quest for perfection. So let's talk through five steps to help you reduce the perfectionism that is keeping you from fully experiencing your life and pursuing what you want. First, become aware of what your actual problem is. Define it clearly and decide if it's actually a problem you want to solve. Perfectionism thrives when you don't take the time to define what is actually plaguing you. The problem is not, I suck at my own money and time management. Instead, try rephrasing the problem something like this. I have a lot of thoughts and take actions that don't serve me in managing my own money or time. Your actions and even your thoughts are not who you are. You can choose to manage and change both of those. That's what I teach my clients and help them practice and apply to their own work. Second, decide the outcome or result that you want instead. Again, be clear and detailed. Imagine what it would look like to have the result for real. How does it feel? Do you like it? Again, vague statements about what your output or outcome should be are perfectionism's best friend. If you keep it vague, of course you'll never make it because you'll just keep moving the bar and finding reasons why what you've achieved isn't enough. Define enough and stick to it until you achieve it. You can move the bar after you achieve and celebrate that milestone that you set. You will then be able to train your brain to work in a new way that's much calmer and more productive, as in you won't burn out and feel crappy about yourself all the time. The third step is to identify several possible solutions that could get you there. You won't know ahead of time what is going to work, and there are always multiple ways to get anywhere. So identify lots of options, and then you can decide which ones to try first. You don't have to identify every possible solution. That would get you back into perfectionism. The more challenging the problem and the bigger the outcome that you desire, the more you should expect to fail multiple times as you test out your possible solutions. If you let perfectionism win, you won't be able to identify and test the solution. I can't tell you how many incredible, amazing, intelligent, creative people have sat on their ideas and skills because they were so stuck in perfectionism that they couldn't even let themselves attempt anything unless they were guaranteed that the first thing they did would work. And no, they didn't even define what work would mean for them. Fourth, look at everything that you've outlined so far. What obstacles would come up for you if you put this plan into place? This step is so key because so much of personal development work is super inspirational, but then leaves you alone with the questions, doubts, fears, and confusion that come up after that inspirational voice has finished talking. For example, you watch a great class, listen to an amazing podcast episode, or read one of the many excellent books on the topic of issue for you. You make a plan, you're all in, you're all pumped up and ready to go, and then nothing. You freeze, you give up, you get distracted. You start to doubt yourself. You wonder if anyone would respond, listen, care. Would it really work for you? And why would it be different this time? So you go back to where you started, or maybe you've made a tiny bit of progress, but you're still not taking the actions. And you declare that nothing works and is just not meant to be for you. That's what you're going to do differently going forward. You know to expect all that to come up now. And with those doubts or fears, you will have feelings that you don't like. But because you're identifying the obstacles in advance, you will also create the strategy for what you'll do when they happen. You'll be mentally and emotionally prepared. You can not only follow the plan for when it all goes perfectly, you'll also have a plan to follow for when you hit the obstacles. That has been one of my own most useful ways of getting through my own perfectionist tendencies. And finally, know that this is a practice, as with most things when you want to change your behavior and your habits. It's a practice to rewire your brain's neural pathways. You are intentionally creating what you want, and you simply need to continually redirect your more primitive brain when it wants to revert back to the comfort of what you believed and did by habit yesterday. Your primitive and socialized brain will continue to offer you all the reasons that you should do it right, be the best, do it perfectly, and always be on. You just have to remind yourself that you're in charge that you have a plan and that you are way more valuable to the world when you show up with genuine imperfection because that means you're sharing your talents and genius instead of hiding it away until it's perfect, which means you'll never share it. So I challenge you to pick one small thing to do imperfectly this week. Commit to it and see where it gets you after a week and then do it for another week until you've created a new neural pathway around that one thing. And when I say do it imperfectly, I mean, use the steps that we just talked through to do something without pursuing perfection. If you want someone to walk you through this process in greater detail and keep you accountable and help you apply it to your own biggest challenges, sign up for a consultation to work with me one-on-one. You can find a link to schedule in the show notes. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemacek.com.